Hello, we hope everyone is doing well and are enjoying the holiday season. Welcome to the 13th episode of Where the Chasm is Bridged, a podcast by Behind the Scenes, an organization committed towards ensuring dignity of labor for blue-collared workers. This month, accompanied by the holiday spirit, we wanted to address and discuss an important issue being of mental health illnesses and well-being. We had the opportunity to converse with an individual who has been on the ground since 2006 as a trainer and advocate of mental health well-being. Mr. Ramesh Sharma is the founder of Daksh Education and Welfare Society. An emotional intelligence and life skill trainer, Sir has also associated himself in the training field since 2006 with several government ministries as well as the PSUs. Some of these being the CBI Academy of Ghaziabad and the Ministry of Road and Transport. Hello, sir. Thank you so much for coming to the interview. Thank you, Vidhi. All my pleasure. So, sir, for this month, our topic is mental health issues of blue-collared workers. And um, we wanted to have a conversation with you around that. So, sir, um, mental health is seen as a topic only to be discussed by privileged sections of society because they have enough resources to avail therapy and such um, and that sort of help. So how can we make it more inclusive that it's not just the privileged sections, but other sections of society as well who talk about therapy and find it more accepting? See, basically, mental health is not only about the upper class of the society or the privileged class of the society. Basically, it's all human, those who are affected by this mental health. When we talk about mental health and the data that is coming out these days by World Health Organization and other uh, institution, drastic increase in mental health is not only because of upper class of the society or the privileged class of the society. If we talk about privileged class, there are only certain percentage, which is minuscule, right? But then it is largely growing in middle class and definitely in every segment of the society. So that's the reason it is not limited up to the blue collared or the marginal class or the you know, certain class, there is no particular gender bias. There is no particular age bias. Every single person today has to think about this mental illness. And I would request, I have been talking about this mental illness or mental well-being to most of the people in every class of the society regarding the kind of precautionary measure that we have to take in day-to-day -day life. So I slightly disagree when anybody talks about that mental well-being is only for certain segment of the society, certain age group, or the gender bias. That is not at all possible. These days, this the mental well-being is for one and everyone, whether you come from any segment, so my request is there is nothing as such to any particular class. Thank you. Right, so, um, so, so mental health is like a very broad topic. 
and it's an upcoming field that has gathered a lot of attention in the last 10 years. So how did you develop an interest in the field? Um, do you think that the importance given to it today is like long overdue? Uh, certainly, yes. Certainly, yes. When we talk about mental well-being, since we all in every walk of life, what we are coming across is we are gathering a lot of stress these days, right? The anxiety just because of this pandemic has risen so badly that people have been suffering from one and different kind of problems. So all these problems has accumulated. And now these days, if somebody talks about mental well-being or anything sir, related to mental well-being, that becomes like, oh, there is something. It has already been there, but the only thing was, it just has come to limelight. Yeah, I developed my interest because since my early days, when I was very young, so till th since then, I used to think about, you know, the nature of mind, the tendency of the mind, and of course, the law of mind. So when I was thinking of, about mind, it took me to the spiritual side of life. So then I developed some interest in spirituality also. And that spirituality taught me that the the solution always lies in the spiritual world only. Whatever we talk about how, what, when, where, that is all possible to learn. But then the solution, when we talk about mindfulness, we talk about meditation, we talk about talking to each other, upcoming. So all these things are, you know, towards the spiritual side of our growth. So that's the reason I developed that spiritual interest. And since then, I started co-reading the mental well-being in professional life as well as personal life. So that helped me to understand myself more. And when I got benefited, then I started talking about more and more. And then I started helping people to develop mental well-being. And this is how it started within me. And I feel that first sign of mental well-being is the more we need to smile. Yeah. So when we start smiling more, we experience what is mental well-being and how we started moving towards the right direction to have that well-being. Thank you, Vidhi. Yes, sir. That is very true. Um, like... I don't know, I was very young and um, someone told me that when you hug someone else, your happy enzymes are released. It makes you less stressed. Hugging someone is actually a way to reduce stress. And um, it was a very happy thought because it's not a very uh, effortful gesture. It's just something you can do to a person you care for. And that True. also reduces stress. Um, That's right. So, so then... Um, Throughout the lockdown, lockdown, we saw massive increase in unemployment rates. And this was especially true among the blue-collared workers. So in a situation where one is working uh, on a daily basis, how do you think that affects the mental health of the workers? 
when they have no certainty of how their next moment is going to be even their next meal might fare out so how does that affect them see anything that is too much or too less that has a impact on our mind there are people those who are on the upper segment of the society they have too much so they want to protect it so that's the reason they are always you know they always think oh if that is not there how i am going to survive and the marginal class when we talk about they are always they start their day they have to earn their living every day you know so then what we need to do is we need to reach out to people it does not matter where you, what you have how much you have but the only thing is the knowledge that is more important because these days what is happening is all the families they have become nuclear there is nobody to talk about in the working days anyway we don't have time to talk about we have no relationship we have no extended families everything these days is so much you know it has it has grown so thin that ultimately when something good happens a person wants to take everything by himself or herself similarly one has to be ready that yes if something bad happens it happens to me only there is nobody to care and share so that's the reason these people those are in the marginal class or the blue collar workers they are suffering too much you know and the the, the there were days when these people were having communities now when they see the upper class or the middle class or the upper middle class they see oh these people are big when they are nuclear they are by themselves so now what we have to understand is we we need to educate them that you need to be in a community you need to share and care with people and this does not only apply to blue collared worker or the marginal class or the middle class or the upper class it is applicable to every human and this is what we need to spread across the societies we should not limit ourselves to one particular segment we need to spread this word and as much as we spread this word probably you will see the difference in this mental well being thank you yes so so essentially you are saying that um, communities build, build effective uh, sharing and a sense of belonging to a particular uh, group of people which allows them to yes be more uh, inclusive of themselves as well certainly yes um so then uh, so uh, the huge amounts of stress that the workers can experience um due to job uncertainty as well as health uncertainty as we saw in the pandemic it wasn't just jobs they were losing they were losing lives as well plus the medical costs could have added a lot more burden to their already sort of um circumstances so that could in some cases we say um lead to mental trauma um what in your opinion could be um the the consequences of such circumstances 
when you talk about this pandemic of covid ultimately stress is what when your expectation goes higher than the reality then we cause stress every single people have so much of expectation from others or from themselves so that's the reason the stress is increasing every day everybody needs stress you and me to need stress but there is a positive side of stress and there is a negative side of stress so today when people don't know about the positive side of stress they think that stress is only negative whereas stress is not only negative stress is a driving force you get up in the morning when it is a chilly morning and you get up you get ready you go to your office you go to your work that is a positive side of stress and the other side of stress is you do not want to get out of it you always want to sleep so what happens that we start taking this negative side of stress and this negative side of stress has become a stigma these days and everybody talks about oh stress i am so stressed out i am so freaked out i have to understand to manage stress so we need to understand that stress is not only negative there is a positive side of stress that we need to develop if i am sitting at home thinking of what is going to happen next when i am going to get my job back if i keep on thinking doing nothing then what i do is i am developing negative stress but then now it has been one day passed two days passed three days passed i have to do something i have to learn some skill i can do something at home you know when these organizations like byju and zomato they did so well during this pandemic why can't we as a layman think about what i can do if you ask me during the whole pandemic i didn't sit at home even i was without work then i decided i have to help people out because i could afford to do so if i would have not gone out even i would have only be thinking oh what i can do what i am doing whether it is good or not when the day is going to come when i am going to see a shiny day when it is going to get over so all these things you need to find the way out there is a problem there is a solution as well you know when i was reading about the spiritual books there was a one full saying god won't give problems without solutions and there was initial line like a manufacturer of a lock does not make a lock without keys similarly god won't give problems without solution the solution is definitely there we need to find that solution we need to take that initiative we need to find way out that is one good thing that we need to develop within ourselves and when i talk to all of you and people like you and during my interviews during my sessions and you know i have always been promoting that we need to see 
what is hidden here what i can find thus as solution if we can do that we move towards the right direction to get the better outcome thank you vidhi so then so according to uh, we did some research on this as well so um, we found that according to uh, nida researchers there might be cases where stress takes the form of substance abuse um, as stress mm -hmm. affects the brain in a similar way um, as uh, addictives uh, for drugs as well uh, so which makes them more vulnerable to substance abuse um what do you think the lockdown did to the cases of domestic violence against women um among the working class like the daily wage workers or domestic workers um to be more precise um how do you think that affects the mental health of the perpetrator and the victim see what has happened during this lockdown is that you know we have never sit together in the family and when i talk about as i have been saying that it is not only for one particular segment i know that your segment is blue collar worker but they are not the leftovers it has happened with every segment of the society what has happened is people have no time to sit in the families you know and when 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 you have no time sit in the family you don't talk to each other you are so busy so then what happens now you have enough time and then you say i can't stand by them how much i can listen to this person the aggression develops within each and every person whether it is a male or a female whether it is a child or a grown up every human develops that aggression with that aggression addition to that aggravation is what what you consume you consume all the negatives throughout the day when you listen to this news and all throughout the day when you listen you talk about all negatives 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 so that adds up when it adds up then it further worsens the situation so basically one is what we are doing we are not used to of sitting together in the community in the family first second the consumption what we take in is all negativity with that last largely these people whom you talk about they take all the worst things whether it is a pan masala or a gutka or a very low grade alcohol or drugs anything they take it multiplies and then violence is definitely violence is quite natural you know if you are influenced by the external factor when your mind is not under your control then violence is the only way out because you want to overcome it you can't face it and we don't have that energy basically and when we talk about energy energy is not only the simple thing with what we you know 
learn by reading book we can't get energy by talking to people we can't get energy by only eating food we can't get energy only by sleeping there are different sources of energy and there are mainly four sources of energy and we need to balance it first source of energy is definitely a food second is a good sleep third is you need to do some exercise that exercise is also a very much integral part of our existence and that is how we get energy from exercises third is the knowledge when anything is missing it is like driving a car with two flat tires or three flat tires so if you drive a car with two flat tires or three flat tires you are going to completely ruin the vehicle everything is ruined so what we need to do is we need to balance out these four segment and each and every segment is extremely important and we need to focus on that we need to educate people that yes it is not only food and sleep you need to go for a walk do some exercise read some book talk to people gain some knowledge that helps you come out of these substance abuse and you feel mentally well and that is what is i think mental wellbeing is all about you need energy to overcome it you need energy to come overcome any sort of negative any sort of negative so my advice to everyone is we need to increase the level of energy and increasing level of energy is just not possible eating food we need to come closer to the nature we need to upgrade ourselves update ourselves so we need to spread this message to every human being in this existence thank you vidhi thank you so much sir that was very interesting to listen to and so sir um you uh, you talked a lot about uh, mental well being and spirituality and how the both are connected in some ways um how can we talk more about this and uh, and raise awareness among among the working class or even uh, any class like you have emphasized a lot that mental health Ill, mental health issues are not just prevalent in one section but in the entire society which needs to be uh, addressed and uh, um uh, corrected if i can say i don't know if that's the right word so um and why do you think it would be important to do so see basically you are contributing to a society right society is what my family your family every family makes a society if any one person is suffering in the society that reflects on other person if any one person is passing through this illness it affects the society because one person in the family affects the family similarly one family in the society affects the society 
So what we need to do is we need to reach out to all segment of society at the same time. We should not make it just only for one particular segment. If you talk about this mental well-being only for blue-collared workers or marginal segment of the society, then they take it as a stigma. Why only me? So they will not listen to you. So what we need to talk about is, it is not only for one segment. It is for human. And these days, when I talk about the research coming across from World Health Organization or different organization across the world, the way mental well-being has been a matter of concern, that is really, really too much of concern for me. That is a too much of concern for me. Because somewhere down the line, somebody who is a part of my family must have been suffering. Imagine the mental illness which has gone over 90%. Over 90% today, post-pandemic. So when we talk about over 90% post-pandemic, you and me, we all are victim of that, sometimes directly or indirectly. Somebody close in the family might be suffering. You come to know that, yes, somebody in my family is under depression. So then what happens? He is using substance abuse as a tool to overcome it we not only suffer directly but even indirectly we suffer badly so what we need to do is basically educate each and every segment of the society to make first our thoughts healthy so when our thoughts are healthy then only our mind is going to get healthy how can we make our thoughts healthy? Show them some good examples. Inspire them. Basically, when we talk about motivation, everybody relies on extrinsic part of motivation. But what I think the most important is the intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation comes with spirituality only. People think that religious is closer to spirituality. It is not. Religion has nothing to do with spirituality. Spirituality is understanding myself. When we talk about self, that is spirituality. So when I understand myself, then I start taking interest in the cure part, the well-being part. So when I take motivation as only extrinsic, the external motivation factor, somebody has to come to me to motivate me. I need to get something to motivate myself. 
that is just an excuse which is not going to last. What we need is the intrinsic motivation. I need to change my thought. I need to grow better. I need to understand what is mental well-being all about. So that comes with the small bit of knowledge of spirituality. And before spreading this well-being, what we need to do is we need to understand what is spirituality all about. People in the West talk about mindfulness, which has been an integral part of our Eastern world. Meditation is nothing other than mindfulness. But when we talk about meditation, people think it as, you know, why I need to meditate. I am going to meditate when I'm like 80, 70, 60, 50, not as the young. Whereas if you go to the Western part of the world, they have started teaching this mindfulness, which is nothing else than meditation, even to the youngsters. So meditation is nothing but was just about spiritual life. So spirituality is extremely important in every human. Again, I'm telling you, spirituality has nothing to do with religion. So what we need to understand is educating myself is spirituality. So basically, this spiritual practices, whatever we talk about self-awareness, we talk about self-regulation, we talk about self-confidence, so every single word is easy to understand. But when it comes with self, you need to understand self. You don't find the meaning of self in the dictionary. Self is something that we need to explore by ourselves. So when we start exploring by ourselves, then we see what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong what I need to understand. There are many educated people. When they drive, they drive in a one way from the opposite direction, breaking the rules. There are people, those who are highly educated, they shout to their youngsters, to their subordinates in the family. Our parents, sometimes our Parents, sometimes what they do, knowingly, they cannot control because of they lack spirituality. That's the reason we talk about intrapersonal skills and interpersonal skills. Intrapersonal intelligence, interpersonal intelligence. So intrapersonal is nothing. My, me, me and myself. That is intrapersonal. Me and anybody else, it is interpersonal. So what we need to understand is we need to develop good interpersonal skills. For that, we also need to develop intrapersonal skills much before. And intrapersonal skills starts with your spiritual journey. Your spiritual journey. So... My advice to you when we talk about mental well-being or 
to anything related to mental health that is you know we need to not categorize in a way we need to talk in a holistic way what is the cure for that it is not a destination it is a journey to cure it's a journey it's not a destination there is nothing there is no pill that you take in and you simply get cured there is nothing as such your self awareness and self regulation these two things are the most important thing and these two things we need to spread this awareness we need to talk to people we need to listen to them why they are feeling as such so when we talk about this to people without blaming them then we see they start listening to them and when they start listening to them then they start in their real life and when they apply in their real life they will have the smile on their faces and ultimately your job is just to bring back that smile that they have lost thinking of all those things which are just as illusion in our life so you have to bring those people into the real world bringing back from the world of illusion to the reality and once that smile is on the faces i tell you 80% of your job is done and that is what is you know you have to start doing it and for that you need to develop a broader smile on your face i am more scared you know when youngsters they talk about this your smile has to be always very strong very strong when there is a person who is very angry or have no smile you need to make it more broader so that transfer it to other rather than taking that negative from the person who is suffering right thank you thank you so much sir i think that is something uh, all of us need to remember that um, smiling is a very effortless gesture and one smile can change someone's life and um, it's a it's a beautiful right. thought and thank you so much sir for coming to the interview for answering all our questions for giving us such valuable information it is it's not just for the workers or for our audience it is also for ourselves working on ourselves to be to be better people to be mentally healthy and physically as well thank you so much sir for coming i think sometimes it is very easy to forget that a smile is all it takes to keep someone's hope in the world a worker with no certainty for the future works every day to find out that one day his hard earned job is no more adding to the easily contractable disease such negative stress or even trauma in some cases can be very demotivating for someone who wants to provide their family with the basic if not decent livelihood i think the point everyone is trying to make is that there is huge amounts of negativity in the world maybe in the form of negative stress what we need to create for ourselves is some positivity some 
positive stress that motivates us to go on to live life the way it was meant to so i urge everyone to broaden their smiles and keep going if we find our silver lining i'm sure we can help so many others find theirs till then stay tuned stay safe